0: Glory glory. Praise the Lord. Thank you sir. Wow it's uh I'm about half lit. I'm looking for the other half. Maybe if I take a drink here. Ah, yeah. What a privilege to be in the house of the Lord with Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Kim, other pastors. Thank you for coming. It's always a joy having uh, more men and women of God amongst us, and and, and uh, your uh, sheep with you. And uh, of course, Exceeding Grace Christian Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Faith Victory Church. Faith Victory Church, I got to do a whole review because y'all. I got to do a review because this is the only January 31, 2021, we have. And I'm not going to release this here and have our people miss it back there. And I know that probably nearly 100% of our church is watching. And so, uh, sit down. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Don't you just love Mama Alberta? Hallelujah. Look what the Lord has done, hon. My goodness. We're living in a very special Not just time, but moment. And when you understand moment, it's where we get momentum. And you can catch the Holy Ghost moment and keep your momentum, the fire of God blazing within you, even in times of disarray. Even in times when the world is going obviously in a uh, global uh, unity uh, vein. Pastor Kim got up here this morning and lit the place up. But it's always been God's plan for globalism. Adam and Eve in the garden were given a global commission to globalize and bring in what God had done, gave them a pattern in Eden, and gave them that pattern on how to globalize the entire world under one religion, One gold standard, one government, see? And so the devil, when he slithered into the garden and disrupted that global plan of God, he didn't know it, but he walked right into God's trap. I just taught a message, you might want to go back and find that on our website, faithvictorychurch.us, about trap, snare, because the devil sets a snare and doesn't even know that he's walking into a greater trap of God. The Bible says that the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world. And if the princes of this world had known They never would have crucified the Lord of glory. They walked right into the trap. See? And I believe that we're about to see the biggest trap that eternity is going to talk about. Hallelujah. Come on now. And God's looking for faith. God's looking for people of faith. Now, here we go. Because... You got people here that have never heard this or or whatever and those of you that have heard it you need to keep hearing it. October of last year the Lord spoke to my heart and said 2021 would be the year of judgment. Good for the believer. Severe for the wicked. And the lines are being drawn in the sand. There are three groups of people on this planet. You got believers, you got sinners and you got the wicked. Believers are after the sinners, the wicked are after the sinners. The wicked need the sinners to become dependent upon their wicked agenda so that they'll support and keep them in the positions where they are in the darkness that they operate in. The difference between the wicked and the believer is we got God on our side. <laughs> and so that's the war that's going on. Everything that you see happening in the world right now is just, if you can just really understand this, the whole attack. You take you take the, the pandemic, you take the economy, you take the elections, you take the racism, you take all this stuff that they're trying to make a stew out of right and, you, and the whole attack is at the voice of God right. if we would just shut up yeah, not. and not, not ever proclaim the goodness of God and just shut up roll over and play dead you wouldn't have no pandemic just saying come on now and so, anyways, uh, your prophet has said this is the year of miracles. Well, yeah. When the when the gavel of heaven comes down, it's good for the believer. Well, what's good for us? Has anybody in here believing God for big stuff? Right. Yeah. Have you sown for big yeah. stuff? I'm talking about exceeding abundantly above all you could ask or think, way beyond your paycheck. Way beyond your education. Way beyond your good looks. Uh, you already shouted. <laughs> so, Genesis chapter 15, don't, don't turn there, they'll put it up on the screen. Verse 13. God tells Abraham, he says, uh, surely your seed shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them, now watch this, 400 years. Now listen, when God says a number, he is precise. When uh, Mama Alberta and myself were going to the Marshall Islands as missionaries, we were getting ready to leave and we were in a church, an A.G. church back in the day when, when A.G. was really A.G. And uh, the Lord pointed a couple out that was dear to us. And he said, you see that couple over there? I said, yeah. He said, uh, they'll be in the Marshall Islands with you in 90 days. Go tell them. Wow. So I walked over to him. Now, remember what I told you about prophets? <laughs> you look at their track record. Now, how many of you know I'm, I'm about to go off the high dive right here, <laughs> right? And I walk over to him. I said, and both of them are in heaven now. Their names were Brock and Nancy. I said, Brock and Nancy, and they're looking at me. Yeah, I said, you going to the Marshall Islands? You'll be there 90 days after we get there. Her face went like this. Her mouth literally went <laughs> like that. And they said this because. They saw our track record out at the farm. Some of the things that you, you you've heard about, right? And they said, "Did God say that?" Just like my Alberta, when when I I I give a suggestion, and she'll say, uh, "Did God say that?" <laughs> I said, "No, I just think it's a good." Idea. She ain't we ain't doing it. <laughs> if you can't tell me God said it, we ain't doing it. I've seen what you can do. we ain't going there. <laughs> Come on now. Ain't got a time. This ain't a time to be playing hit and miss. Oh, come on, Jesus. Ain't ain't time for that. Y'all ain't supposed to know what that means. (laughs) You saw it on TV. (laughs) Hallelujah. And so we get over to the Marshall Islands on, I don't remember what day it was, and uh, we get there, and about a month after being there, uh, the the people we were with, we were teaching first in a Christian school before we would go to the Outer Islands and the miracles start popping. We went to 18 Outer Islands. Outer I'm talking Outer, outer. Islands. No electricity, no water. Right? And uh, they just drop you off, and... And they tell you they're coming back for you, but you don't know when. (laughs) uh, Marshalese, whenever you ask them something, it's tomorrow. 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 That's what she said five days ago. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm telling you today, tomorrow. So anyways, uh, the Christian school we were teaching in, uh, the principal came to me and he said, uh, Philip, do you know anybody that would want to come out here and teach? We need two more teachers and we need them like now. I said, yes, I do. <laughs> right? So uh, I called back home and to call back home you had one phone on the entire island. You had to wait in line, cost two dollars and sixty five cents a minute back in the day. and uh, you know, there I am waiting in line and I, and I call. The, the pastor that we were with at the time and I said they need two teachers, and of course by then it had spread all through that church. That the young whippersnapper yeah. thinks he's a prophet. I didn't think I was a prophet. I didn't even, right. I, if, if anybody said I was a prophet, I'd rebuke him. <laughs> I, I did back in that back in that time. I refused it. Now God makes me say it <laughs> to operate in it. Right. right? And, uh, you know, what he gifts you with, I mean, are you going to be ashamed of it or are you going to flow in it, see? And so uh, I I, I told what was going on, and he talks to uh, Brock and Nancy, and they're like, you know, we've been praying ever since they left, and God's been dealing with our heart, and, yeah, we're supposed to go there. Ninety days after we put our foot down. So the church gathers up, you know, they take up uh, an offering form, you know, get airplane tickets out there, you know. Um, the Marshall Islands is uh, uh, you know, it's a good piece. <laughs> Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Kim went with us on a, a trip out there. Memorable. You do know what I was talking about. You remember that. I mean, yeah. And so Uh, they made made flight arrangements and all this, you know, and so on and so forth. Now, to call back out in the islands was a different ball game. I mean, you had to keep dialing, keep dialing, keep dialing, and you might get through, right? Well, uh, we don't know, other than the phone call where I called, that uh, all this is going on, that they're getting airplane tickets for, Brock and Nancy, so on and so forth. Now, I'm saying this for a reason because God is precise. Remember what I told you this morning? You'll drill 100 feet down, and it will cost $700. And that is exactly what happened, right, when we drilled that well. And so uh, the pastor called and, and got through, and I went to where the phone was, and he said, uh, "Philip, uh, you may be glad to hear this, but uh, Brock and Nancy are coming out there uh, as as teachers." I said, "Yeah, I know. God said they they coming out here, and they'd be here ninety days after we are." He said, "Philip, look. Uh, the way the flight schedule is, we got them tickets all the way, but it's gonna be eighty-eight days." I said. The Lord said 90. He said, Philip, that's close. <laughs> you know, he's passing a church over a 1,000 people. He likes me. He's this young kid, you know, and, and, and his accuracy has been pretty good. But, you know, he, he just wants to smooth everything over with all the deacon board and all that, right? And I said, I said no, uh, it's, it's 90 days. They flew into Hawaii, and their flight out to the Marshall Islands got delayed two days. (laughs) So when they stepped on the island and we were there to meet them, it was 90 days. So when God says 400 years, he wasn't just using that as something to... Uh, make you think a very long time. He was specific, and if you go from four hundred years from the birth of Isaac till the Exodus, uh, it was exactly four hundred years. Now, E. W. Bullinger, by far the more uh, uh, the most uh, influential uh, numerical uh, scholar in the Word of God, spent his entire life searching Scripture without a computer to bring forth the truth of how God has numbers and how uh, numbers we can glean from. You know, we know the number eight's a new beginning, things like this, right? And he says 400 years is a divinely perfect period, and it consists of 8 times 50 New, 8 new beginnings times 50 jubilees. And you see this divinely perfect period repeated. What you find in Genesis will carry through all the way through the Word of God. If you can't find it in Genesis, you probably ought to shelve it, <laughs> right? Because Genesis contains, God declares the end from the beginning, Isaiah forty six ten. right? And so... Uh, It's 400 years from Isaac's birth to the Exodus. It's 400 years in the period of the judges. Not a coincidence. It's 400 years with the divided kingdom. When Israel and Judah uh, would go, they would separate, but they would go into captivity. Israel 230 years, Judah 170 years. Add it up. 400 years. The ministry of the prophets that you read about uh, all the way up to Malachi. Is a span of 400 years, and then from Malachi to when John the Baptist and Jesus come on the scene is 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 is, is uh, what they call 400 years of silence. See, so 400, 400, 400, and now here we are in 2000 plus, and we've had five 400-year periods. Um, we got to go down memory lane again for everybody, right? Otherwise, I'll be talking, and people will be scratching their heads saying, what's he talking about? Right. See? And so, uh, when the Mayflower came over with the pilgrims, 1620, they made what was called the Mayflower Compact, but they called it the Mayflower Covenant. They put that, that verbiage in, verbiage? <laughs> boy, there's an anointing this, on this country boy. <laughs> Verbiage. I got some verbiage going on here.
1: Woo!
0: (laughs) I'm more than half lit now. (laughs) And so, uh, they wrote in that Mayflower Covenant, for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. If you go back and read uh, the Mayflower Compact, it's not long. And they stayed in there, in the presence of God, we covenant with the people uh, uh, that they're making it with, the people that that they're they're going to come come ashore with and, and God. They made a covenant. Now, folks, God's covenant, he will not break nor alter the thing that's gone out of his lips. He is a covenant, God. I wrote a whole book on covenants, going all the way from the Damoc covenant all the way through. There's, there's multiplied covenants in the word of God. And, and uh, here we see uh, a covenant made by these individuals for the glory of God and the advancement. Of the Christian faith. It was written November 11th. It was signed November 21st. It was enacted the 21st of December. That's when they actually got off the ship and came ashore. But on 21 December, this past 21 December, is when Jupiter and Saturn had their conjunction. Maybe you heard about it in the news, right? And it projected what some call the Bethlehem Star. It's not. The Bethlehem Star actually moved, and it moved for days, right? right? And, or nights. <laughs> it might have been day two. But uh, this uh, conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn happens all the time, but not to that degree. The way it happened December 21st, which is the 400-year anniversary of of the Mayflower Covenant only happens every 400 years. So that means when the Mayflower Covenant was enacted on December 21st, 1620, the same phenomenon that happened in the handiwork of God, right? God uses everything that you can look at to display himself Right? And so, uh, it says here that they shall afflict them 400 years. Now, verse 14 says, but after, after, you awake back there? Yeah. And, and also, whom, that, whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterward, after the judgment, folks, Come on. Come on. after the judgment, we're not, look, through the election, they were talking about, well, you know, the, the, the Supreme Court in the state of Pennsylvania. Well, they, they turned it down. Well, it just needs to get to the Supreme Court in the United States. They turned we it down. We ain't talking about man's Supreme Court. We're talking about the Supreme Judge of the universe. And he said, after 400 years, the gavel's coming down. Bam! Well, in 2020, December 21, the gavel came down. Bam! And afterwards, anybody got seed out there? Afterwards, they come out with great substance. Somebody shout in here. We're just reviewing. Go with me to Romans chapter 10 again. That's pretty strong anointing though for review. Review is preview. preview. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now we discovered that word there is Rhema, not Logos. Rhema is the word that's alive to you, Logos is something you know the Word says. And you can take a logos and meditate it, and confess it, memorize it, chew on it, and eventually, it'll turn into rhema. That's a wonderful thing. That's why uh, you, you need healing in your bodies. You need you need uh, finances to turn around. You, you you take those scriptures that pertain to that. You meditate them. You confess them, and as Uh, You meditate, it'll go from Logos to Rhema. You'll wake up one morning and day dawn, day star has arisen in your heart. Hallelujah. And you know that you know that you know. You know whom you have believed in. And you are fully persuaded that what he has promised, he is able also to perform. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. miracles so 2020 i preached it here i preached it wherever i went god told me about 10 years ago i wouldn't ta- i wouldn't ask him nothing about 2020 he said 2020 is a year of vision manifestation and gave me that uh, second chronicles 2020. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. See, but if you go to 2 Chronicles 20, they were surrounded, Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat means means Jehovah has judged. And when they're surrounded, Jehoshaphat has a million-man army. He has stores of cities. just The cities are just stored with, with money. and he, he, He's powerful. But he's smart. He's not relying on everything God's blessed him with. And so when he's surrounded like that, he goes to God. And he petitions God. He calls a fast, proclaims a fast, and petitions God. And, 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 and I had missed this up until uh, a couple of months ago uh, where he says, he starts telling God, he said, God, you said, and he starts, he starts speaking covenant language, the, the Sol- Solomonic covenant. And he said, will you not judge them? And as soon as he says, will the Holy Ghost in this place. Will you not judge them? All of a sudden, the prophet. The prophet. See, that's why the attack has been against the prophets. Well, y'all ain't heard nothing right. You prophesying all this stuff, and look, look at the condition we're in. It's worse than it's ever been. God will do nothing Unless he reveals his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. Whether you like that or not, that is God's M.O. See? What was I talking about? Jehoshaphat! Will you not judge him? And the prophet starts speaking and gives Jehoshaphat the enemy's plan. Tells him exactly where they are and what to do about it. But he says this, you don't need to fight in this battle. Set yourself Do I have anybody in here that upset themselves? Hey, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. We're about to see in America and around the world the greatest demonstration of the judge of heaven. The gavel has come down, it's woe time. You feeling that? And he says this. He says this. The battle's not yours. Wait a minute. Time out. The battle was Jehoshaphat's until he took it into the court of heaven and said, will you not judge them? God says, I got it from here. This battle's not yours anymore. It's mine. I'm glad I came. We we got we got we got something more than a double cheese quarter. Thank you. (laughs) what happened what happened the gavel came down afterward they were three days in carrying away the spoil valley of baraka the valley of blessing see so the mayflower covenant anniversary 400 year anniversary was twenty first of December on this phenomena in outer space that God's in control of, and now are we after that? is twenty twenty one after that? This is this gavel's going from the church house to the White House. Three quarters lit now. I'm three quarters lit. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So that's your uh, review. <laughs> so the Lord woke me up. I guess it was Friday morning, three o'clock in the morning, when I told him I wasn't getting up. Y'all costing me sleep, I tell you. <laughs> Vacation, right? And uh, you know, he God has. an infinite number of ways he can get you where he wants you. To hear what you need to hear and to receive what you need to receive and have imparted what you need imparted to keep your destiny flowing so that you fulfill your course. He knows how to do that. And when I asked Mama Alberta, look, look, we rich. Where you want to go? Did he say he was rich? Very. I left that out. Very rich. Wait a minute, don't, don't, don't get upset with that. We gave away that eight-acre farm, our four cars, all the money we had, all the jewelry we had, all the furniture we had, everything, all the, everything we had, we gave it into the kingdom. Don't, 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 don't judge somebody's harvest until you know the seed has been sown. So where do you, you want to go? He said, I want to go to St. Petersburg. Now, I love St. Petersburg. I do. We're going to have a home down here. We are. I know that. But I was thinking something else. But it's her birthday. Look, when you reach 78, don't you wish you could look like her? Astounding Amen. she challenges me, <laughs> so God knew how to get us here at such a time as this, so at three o'clock morning, he begins to talk to me about Sunday. Now, I was pretty confident on where I was going. Uh, this weekend. And that probably just helped God so I didn't mess it up. (laughs) But he said, what's the date Sunday? And you know, uh, 31 January. He said, that's an important date. I said, well, yeah, wonderful. I don't know what he's up to. Right? And he said, You need to understand what 31 means. I need to understand what 31 means. Now, see, you got to understand as a pastor, I've warned my people about preachers like that. Had <laughs> just come in, you know, with a bunch of numbers, you know, and all this stuff, you know. But you all know I'm a word man. This ain't my first trip through here, right? And I've shown you in the past, and I'm going to show you again tonight, the accuracy in God giving you specific numbers. Now, he's so much into numbers, he's got a book in the Bible called Numbers, right? And and everything, everything in the Hebrew alphabet has a numerical value and it is just astounding how when you uh, take a, somebody's name, uh, you know, for instance, Jesus in, in uh, the numerical value, uh, what is it, 888, uh, and it's just astounding how you find these these numbers. They bear out what the Bible says. And he says, you don't know what 31 means. I said, you're right. <laughs> and I found out that 31 in the Hebrew is L. L, as in Almighty God. Thirty-one. The Hebrew expression of this is L, the name of God, and its signification as a number or factor would be deity. This is E. W. Bullinger. All right. So thirty-one. You take uh, it's two letters. Alep, that's the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and it's got the value of one. And it's got uh, Lamed, which has a value of 30. And I forgot to mention in our review that Tav, the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet, its value is 400. So when God says that he's the end in Hebrew, I'm the 400. So 400 is a very significant divinely perfect period, right? And so today is 31 January, correct? Yeah. All right, so uh, I brought out this morning how uh, January 31 doesn't happen every year. See, on a Sunday, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Seven-eighths there, eh? I'm, I'm, I'm going all the way tonight, I'm going all the way 'Cause we got something more than a cheeseburger back here. (laughs) Uh, Alberta took her Big Mac. She said, "What is it?" I I said, "It's a Big Mac, huh?" She said, "Mine's cold." She. She pops in the microwave. Now you gotta, under, you gotta understand, you gotta understand, Mama Alberta. You got to understand. When I met her, all I knew was meat and taters. <laughs> we went to this we went to this French restaurant uh, on our uh, contract honeymoon. That was before we were born again. And uh, we're in this. Restaurant way up top, and, uh, you know, nobody's in there. It was like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and they bring me this menu. I cannot even read the thing, right? And uh, we have this this waiter uh, waiting on us, and I said, "Uh, Alberta, what's he doing standing behind me? She said, shut up. You're such a hillbilly. Now, I come off the street. You don't stand behind somebody. And, and he's, standing, he's, standing like, he's standing like this. Well, I'm used to guys standing like this. You don't, you do not know where I come from. (laughs) You don't want to know. And uh, so she taught me how not to eat quarter pounders and cheese, basically. No. And, 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 well, you know, you know how she is, right? Can you imagine her with that Big Mac today? She's eating them french fries. She said, that's not prophetic, is it? ain't got nothing. It's, it's 100% flesh, ain't it? What's the spiritual significance of that, Lord? <laughs> now, the M&M's, peanuts. Power! <laughs> you know what Mom said? She said, we need another bag. <laughs> uh, y'all leave me alone. I'm having a good time in my second home. Just let me enjoy the Lord. <laughs> so, 31. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the rhema. And I was bringing out how when you get a rhema, you, you, you may have not even known that Scripture was there. Uh, you, you heard a preacher preaching, and you were just in that position, and God met you there because he's up to something in your life more than you know that he's up to something in your life. And he wants you in a specific place at a specific time at a spiritual level that you are not at. And he knows how to get you there. He knows how to cause you to triumph. He knows how to give you the victory. And so he'll send a voice in front of you that is carrying a rhema word. And when you hear it, it just lights you up. And it's instantaneous rhema. That's how God gets things done. Suddenly. Suddenly. So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Right? Now, back out at the farm. Back out at the farm. The Lord speaks to me, and He says, I want you to go buy 30 sheep. 30 sheep. My daddy didn't raise no sheep. My grandpa didn't raise no sheep. None of my friends raised sheep. Nobody I knew on this planet had sheep, and God tells me, go buy 30 sheep. Now, we had an eight-acre farm, and I look at Alberta. I said, the word of the Lord came to me. Now, see, here's the difference from a prompting, a leading, and a rhema. A rhema just doesn't mean something leaps off that page into your spirit, because Abram didn't have that. Come out from your father's house into a land that I will show you of. It was rhema. Whether he understood the difference, it was rhema. You don't leave everything you got, but faith. Faith. By faith, he did it. So you know it was a rhema. Are you following? Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by a rhema. Certainly you can meditate the Logos and get yourself to a rhema. And you keep doing that. You keep studying the Word. Right? Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman, and needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. Right? And so the Lord speaks to me and says, I want you to go buy 30 sheep. He was very specific, 30. Now, remember what I told you this morning about uh, 31, uh, that... It arriving on a Sunday is not that common, especially twice in a year. But this year, 31 arrives on uh, a Sunday twice. We're in it right now, and then nine months, the birthing time frame for humanity And it ends up being October 31st. What the devil thinks is his Sunday. And I prophesied to you that there's going to be an outbreak from heaven that's going to drown out the Halloween and all the the goblins and zombies and witches and that satanic cult that tries to get together and chant against the church of the living God. So I call up because I can't call up none of my Christian friends. I didn't have many, and they all thought we were crazy, anyways. So I called up my uh, heathen drug dealing buddy. I said, "Billy, yeah, man, God spoke to me again. <laughs> yeah." What did he tell you this time? He wants me to go buy 30 sheep. Where are we going to find 30 sheep? What are you going to do with sheep? I don't know. God told me to buy 30 sheep. Find me 30 sheep. All right. So we hang up, right? Now, you got to understand, me and Millie, we ran together. We dealt drugs together. We stole together. We cheated together everything together, right? And when I got saved, it rocked his world. Our farmhouse was the party house. You could come out there. I had my rock and roll band. You could turn music up as loud as you want to, stagger all over the place, and you didn't have to worry about the, the, the police. And they were glad to have Philip Derber out in the country. 'Cause I've gotten locked up many times in the nearby city. Right? He calls me up five minutes later. He said, Philip. Man, I found the sheep. I said, You did? Where they at? They're in Clark County. I said, Well, let's go. I said, I'll be over to pick you up. I pick him up he, in my sixty seven cougar. Two eighty nine. White interior. I mean, white exterior, red interior. You lift up the hood, there's nothing but chrome underneath that baby. <laughs> Woo! That's another story. I got one of them coming. Oh, yes, I do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll I'm drive down here one day with Mama Alberta and that thing. Well, we'll trailer it down here. We'll make it our Florida car. So Billy, Billy, you know it's summertime. Billy's Billy's sitting in the passenger seat, and he pulled out this joint. He fires it up. So Philip, God speaks to you, right? You know you gotta hold it in, right? You ain't supposed to know all that. Man. We live. They got the camera on you, Chris. Look at me. I'm still holding it. She's going to get a rhema. So he keeps trying to hand it to me, you know. I said, Billy, I don't do it no more, man. And uh, uh, earlier, well, no, it would be it would be a few weeks later, he would call me up and say, Phillip, i got to talk to you. And I said, well, come on out. So I'm up in the barn uh, messing around. He comes in there, and uh, he sits down. He's hiring a kite. And uh, he said, uh, "Philip, something's really happened to you, and and uh, you know me and the guys we've noticed, you know because him and his buddy had come out, and and they they let themselves through the gate because I gave him permission. They're out on the hill with the tailgate down, and they got their beer out there, the music blasting, and they're getting high on a kite. And I walked out their tomb with my Bible, <laughs> <laughs> and there." I said, I don't do that no more, but let me read you something while you're there. True story. Dr. Ron, I went to Revelation. I just born again, right? And the false prophet and the beast and the devil, they all put in the leg of fire. They're like, no, 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 man, we don't hear all that. No, no, we're just reading the Bible. you messing with our high? And so Billy said he didn't want to talk to me, so he come out. I'm still holding that thing. song is, is on the, it's called Holy Smoke, and uh, we have a Christian rock and roll band, and we travel around, and, and, and uh, the bikers love that song, do that Holy Smoke song, you know, but anyways, uh, Billy came out there, and uh, he's sitting down on Bella. hey, he's got this blank look on his face, you know, and he's you, in trouble, and the Lord speaks to me and said, uh, they think you're in a cult. And they think you took too much acid because we were. We <laughs> y'all ain't supposed to know what that meant. <laughs> and they think it's fried your brain. And they're concerned about it. They're generally concerned about you that you snap. So he's out there trying to figure out how to say it to me. And God speaks that to me. I said, Billy, the guy I sent you out here because you think I took too much acid. You think I've snapped and I'm in a cult. And he went, Well, are you? I said, Billy, I'm saved. Now, make a long story short, he's saved today. Praise the Lord. But we're going to go get 30 sheep, right? And so, get out of there. (laughs) So we go we go to the first uh, farm, and uh, the guy has three show rams, never been bred, and they're all blue ribbon. And the Lord, I walk in there, and the Lord says, buy all three of them and tell him to deliver them. I said, how much you want for all three of those? Well, I want $200 piece. I'll buy all three of them. You deliver them. You got a deal. Right? And so uh, the next farm was just five minutes away. And so we went there, and this guy, Billy's hiring a kite now. You got to understand, he's hiring a kite. And he's just like, man, you just went in there and bought those three rams. You don't know nothing about them rams. <laughs> Billy, God said to buy these sheep. Chill out now. God knows what he's doing. And so we go there, and this th- this 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 farmer, has these sheep all a uh, crowd? They're all ewes and yearlings. Never been bred. So I got three rams over here, that never been bred, and I got uh, what I'm believing is 27 sheep in the crowd. And I said, I said to the guy, I said, "How many you got?" And he said, "I don't know. I don't know how many's here." Now you know when the Bible, uh, Bible, when you hear the phrase "count sheep." To go to sleep. Sheep are are, are skittish. They can be real calm for a moment in a group. One, two, three, and all of a sudden, right? And so on the way over there, Billy says to me, can I have one of them sheep? Now, we're buddies, right? I don't know nothing. I said, sure, Billy. I mean, we did everything together. We fished together. We did everything together. Yeah, you can have one of the sheep. And and, uh, so when we get over there, we're counting the sheep, 27. Billy over there, 29. (laughs) Billy ain't no 29 over there. I count 29. And the farmer said, "Yeah, I count twenty nine too. See, he, he gonna get more, more more money." I said, "Let's count again." We count again, twenty seven. They broke it, twenty nine. I said, "Look, Mister, I'm gonna buy all these sheep. You deliver them, sixty eight dollars a head. Deal, and we'll count them one by one as they get off the trailer." Can we shake on it? Cash money. Yes. All right. So I take Billy home and I realize there's 30 sheep there and I gave one of God's sheep away. And I'm just repenting. I'm saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Next day, here come the three rams delivered. And, uh, uh Homer and Jethro and George, <coughs> right? And uh, then here comes the the big trailer in with all the sheep, and Billy's right out there, right? Because he wants to see his one. <laughs> We're counting them: one, two, three, four, five, six, twenty, twenty-five, twenty-six. Twenty-seven, twenty-eight. I'm sitting on the couch in the condo this afternoon, and the Lord says to me, how many sheep did, I, did you have out at the farm? I said, you told me to get 30. No, I didn't ask you what I, what I, what. <laughs> I didn't ask you how many I told you to get. How many sheep did you have? Thirty. One. Now now, 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 remember this morning, Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. There's only 31 verses. Put it up there. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. The sixth day was complete. We are in the completion of the sixth day. It's the 31st verse in the first chapter of God's eternal writ. And in the Proverbs, it's the only book in the Bible that has 31 chapters. And the 31st chapter has 31 verses. And certainly you can teach about husbands and wives out of that, but the spiritual significance is uh, the, the husband man and the bride of Christ, and when you look at the 31st verse, it says, give her the church of the fruit of her hands, what you've been sowing and using, and let her own works praise her in the gates. In other words, this thing's going public. This thing is going public. This is a God day. It's a God moment. Now, I got 31 sheep. God covered my mistake. Now, hang on. <laughs> so Billy's out there. I said, Billy, you don't, you don't, you don't get to choose out of out of, out of the ramps, because I'm happy now. I mean, that was that was God's hand, just saying, hey, I got you covered. You can pick any of those sheep out there. There was one sheep, one ewe, that stood out among the others because it had a black face. The others had traces of black, but this was black. Billy said, I want that one. I said, all right. And he names that sheep Precious. He was calling those things which be not as though... They were. She was the meanest sheep out of the whole bunch. You get around her, she tried to kick you. And she would butt the other sheep. Just, I mean, just always, always just, and I'm like, Lord, Billy Sheep. Yeah. Yeah, he ain't taking you home. No, no, he's staying right there. So I got this mean sheep. Beautiful. Hang on. <laughs> but yes. So... God speaks to me, and he says, every one of these sheep are going to bring forth lambs. I said, well, praise the Lord. And so, uh, you know, I I take our, back home we call it backer, tobacco for you down here. (laughs) We took our backer barn, and we stalled it off to where I'm getting ready for these sheep to lamb. And, uh, you know, we put water and electricity in the barn. That's another rama. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting in the house, and I'm seeing these rams in action. You understand what I'm saying? They, they're, 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 they're blue ribbon all right. They're blue ribbon. That's all I can say. I don't have to I don't have to expound that do. I? <laughs> and so I got all this prepared for this lambing time. January nineteen eighty nine. January. 2021. I get a knock on the front door of our little farmhouse, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna auction off the farm, and we're gonna follow the Lord, come into the ministry, so on and so forth. And and so there's a knock on the front door, and Alberta said, uh, "Somebody's at the front door, hon." Nobody came to the front door. All family and friends came to the back door. So it's got to be a stranger, and it was. And I opened the door. I said, "Can I help you?" He said, Do "You own this farm?" I said, "Yes." He said, I'm in the market to buy pregnant sheep. Now, see we we're, we're we're gonna sell the farm and get out of there. I gotta get rid of all these sheep, right? Because they ain't all gonna fit in that blazer. <laughs> <laughs> the smoking blazer. <laughs> <laughs> the smoking blazer. <laughs> And so I said, well, I got a whole field full of them. He said, well, you mind if I come out there and check out? I said, well, come on out there. So he comes out there and he goes up to the first ewe and, you know, he's looking at her and then all of a sudden he's feeling here and looking in the back there and so on and so forth. He goes to another one. He does four or five of them like that and he comes up to me and said, Mr. Durber, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but your sheep ain't pregnant. I cannot tell you how it felt like my boat just sunk. I said, how can you tell? He said, and he showed me how. And uh, I won't get in that detail. (laughs) And he said, none of them show any signs of being pregnant. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. And he got in his truck and left. I'm walking back to the farmhouse. And I am just feeling so low. And the word of the Lord came to me. He said, Philip, what's wrong? And I said, well, you heard him. Ain't none of these sheep pregnant. I've been believing they're pregnant. Ain't none of them pregnant. And he boomed out of heaven. But what did I say? Well, I felt the Holy Ghost when I said that. I've given this testimony so many times, but I tell you there's fresh fire on it tonight. I said, you said all of my cattle would bring forth. Then what's changed? I said, nothing's changed. Right? So I uh, went inside, and so the next day I'm out feeding them, and, and I catch myself. And Lord said, What are you doing? I said, All my sheep, bring forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I just kept laying hands on them. Nope, 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 nope. So a couple weeks went by, and uh, we're sitting there watching our daily uh, Dad Tilton Success in Life TV program. Dad, if you're watching, we were watching you, but you got interrupted by God. And God says to me, go feed the sheep. I said, ain't time to feed sheep. Folks, listen. You got to let God be able to interrupt your schedule. If you're going to see miracles, don't argue with the regular time. I said, it's not time. To feed the sheep. And he said, I said, go feed sheep. And I jumped up. Li- I literally kicked the coffee table. Yeah, you understand, I'm young in Lord. Kicked the coffee table. I said, I don't know why I always got to do this stuff. <laughs> I walked outside, grabbed a bale of alfalfa hay. Sheep love alf- 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 alfalfa. I'm about almost all the way there now. Alfalfa hay they i mean it's different from the uh, the shelled corn and and, and and grazing on the grass and when you take a bale of that out and they smell it and see it here they come running and you better you better be brace yourself because they'll knock you down and when i get out there because i, I got i got these sheep named i know all, all of them you know i've spent hours with them out in the field by, by now and uh they, they come and they're hitting that and I'm breaking it open as they are and it, and I'm surrounded, you quickly lose your anger and you get caught up in the moment of these sheep just, you know, enjoying themselves, so on and so forth. If you, It's it's a pleasure to watch animals eat. It's a pleasure to watch people eat. You understand what I'm saying? There's something godly about seeing that eating. I don't know about the quarter pounder, though, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I notice up on top of the hill, we had a, uh, two small hills that went down like this, and I'm down in the little valley there. There's two sheep up there, and I'm trapped with the, with the others ar- around me, and I can't get out, and they know my voice. It's, 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 it's remarkable. When Jesus said, your sheep know your voice, we, we got it on video we're, we're, we're out in the field, and, and I'll sit there and say, it's okay, and they just stop. I mean, they, they know the shepherd's voice. And so I'm, I'm, I train them to know it's okay. It's okay. I train the dogs that way. You know, it, it, it just that was the word, it's okay. And I'm hollering because I can't get out. I said, it's okay, and they're not coming. And I'm thinking, what is going on? What's wrong? And I keep hollering out, it's okay. Then one looks at the other and runs down and joins in, leaving one up there. And I'm like, man, what's going on? And I'm, and I'm working my way out, but they're still hitting me on every side. And I got my eyes focused, and I said, it's okay, come on, it's okay, come on, come on. And finally here she comes, and when she comes down, she doesn't, she doesn't care about the alfalfa hate. She looks at me right in the eye, and she ah, 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 and turns around, and there's blood all down her hind side, And she takes out running. And I'm thinking, "My goodness, a coyote doesn't come in here uh, or a dog or something." And I finally get out and she's running up the hill. I run up there the hill. When I get to the top, there's two little baby lamb twins there Cain and Abigail. Right? Right? So, uh, you know, I pick, I pick these little lambs up, and I, I, I carry them into the house, and Alberta says, what? and I'm trying to tell her what's going on, and, and we don't know what to do. We, we're sitting there, what, what, what do you feed these guys? What do, you, what do you give them to drink? What do you do here? You know, call the vet. And I said, we ain't got no money. <laughs> right? And I said, God! What should I do? He said, "Take them back to her, their mama. That's what you do." No, she's a yearling. She don't know what to do. She don't know what to do. They don't. They. They. They don't. Know, they don't know how to do what you think would be natural, right? And so, uh, and I would learn this from that shepherd, and so I finally get her. And uh, the two little lambs in one of the stalls inside, and uh, I called the shepherd up. The one said, they ain't pregnant. And because, the, oh, oh I, I'm getting ahead of myself. They, I, I, I held that little, those little lambs underneath until they started sucking. And, and, and I didn't know that on that little nipple there's almost like a little plastic thing that has to come off. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't know about that. And I would find that out. So that's why they were having trouble uh, nursing. But God in his mercy <laughs> got those two little uh, lambs. And so I got the rest of the sheep into the uh, barn. And the next day I go out and there's this commotion over in another stall, and these other ewes are trying to stomp on something. There's two more twins right there, and they're trying to stomp them. I swoop them up, and I see the blood on on, on, on the mama. Get her out of there, and I'm like, what is happening here, right? And so uh, a little later on, there's there's one over on her side, and I can see the head coming out. I don't know what to do. Come out in the name of Jesus. So I called the shepherd up. And he, he comes over there and he, he takes a look at that sheep. And he said, Philip, we got to do something quick. I said w- 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 what do we do? He said, usually if if a mama you don't give birth in 45 minutes, they die. And either uh, the, the mama you will die or the or the lamb. We gotta save one or the other because it, it's not looking good. And so I said, none of my sheep are gonna die. He's a miracle sheep. Amen. He said, Well, whatever. But we <laughs> he said he said, you'll not hold me responsible if, any, if, if, if the mother of the lamb dies. I said, they ain't going to die. He pulls out a glove. <laughs> I said, what's she doing with that? <laughs> he said, we got to stand her up now. So we stood her up, he said, now hold on to her head. So I gotta hold this mama you, who's never ever given birth before, and I hear this noise, I ain't looking. I don't wanna see nothing back there. And before I know it, in the name of Jesus! G- and he pulls out in his own words, this is the biggest lamb I've ever seen in my life. It was entirely black. We called that one Thomas after my black friend. <laughs> and so these sheep continue to lamb, and he explains to me how to do this. And he said he said this to me. He said, Philip, I don't understand it. After about three or four days coming down there, he said, I don't understand it. None of these ewes show any signs of being pregnant, yet they're giving birth every single day. If God has to create in a moment of time what nature can't create to fulfill his word, he'll do it. Now, we were on two-hour shifts, me and Mom Alberta. She'd go up to the barn, two hours, I'm trying to sleep for two hours. Because once they started lambing, I mean, it's nonstop work. Nonstop work. And uh, so it's about 2 o'clock in the morning. It's her shift. She comes running down there, and she says, honey, wakes me up. Honey, we got one laying over on its side. I said, oh, brother. (laughs) I liked it when you just went up there and they were there. I said, which one is it? She said, precious. This <laughs> is not pretty. <laughs> this is not pretty. She was the only you to jump out of the, the stall. was probably this high. She jumped out, hit her belly right on top of it, flipped over and running out. Rams didn't even try to do that. So so I go up there, and it's precious. I'm thinking to myself, what do we do here? So I said, okay, Alberta. Shepherd told me how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> she said, what are we supposed to do? I, no, and she said, what are you going to do? I said, what are we going to do? <laughs> Now you got to picture little Mama Alberta <laughs> with the meanest sheep on the planet. I said, grab her by the head. Now I got her like this. Uh, sheep, if you if you lift up their hind feet, you can you can you can push them where you want to. See, you grab grab a bunch of their uh, wool and just pick them up, and then you can uh, move them how you want to. Except, precious. <laughs> Precious could do more with two hooves <laughs> than they could with four hooves. And I'm telling Alberta, grab a hold of her head. She's, she's saying, we need to call a vet. I said, we ain't got no money. <laughs> grab a hold of her head. Alberta <laughs> puts, it, puts, puts meanness in a headlock. And, and boy, I mean, she's throwing Alberta back and forth. I said, dig your heels in, girl. (laughs) Right? And so Alberta's like this. (laughs) Right? And I'm on the other end. Now, I want you to hear something, because the Lord opened my eyes to this sitting on the couch. This is number 31. This is number 31. Now remember what I told you. This is a moment. We'll never pass this way again. The waters are stirred for miracles. When you respond to what the prophet is bringing, this is a L day. And for the next nine months, things that we have sown for, that we've been pregnant with, we're going to be birthing on a monthly basis. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on.
1: The gavel has come down.
0: And if you're having trouble birthing that, (laughs) (laughs) the prophet has brought his glove. (laughs) So, that little nose was hanging out of precious little Tom looked dead, not breathing, and I went to put my hand up in there, you know, and she let out a, ah! and, and, and throwing Mama Alberta back and forth, <laughs> and Alberta says, you're killing her. That changed the atmosphere real quick. Oh, and I got my hand up in there around the head and I went to pull and it's not moving. And I'm freaking, I'm just freaking plumb out. And I, and I'm pulling hard and it, and it, I'm thinking I'm just going it's going to pull the head off this lamb, and I, and I freaked out and I pulled my hand out. Albert said, is it over? I said, we've only just begun. <laughs> I said, we got to pray. I said, Jesus, I need help here. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to bring this forth. You said, come on now, you said that all of our sheep would bring forth and I'm in a place where I don't know how to bring it forth. Help me! And what he said, put your hand up in there and pull her out. I reached my hand up and it just came out. I'm telling you things that you've been pulling on that you didn't know how they're going to come out. The gavel has come down and you're just gonna go in this time, it didn't work last time, it didn't work the time before that, but we're in a different time, and you're gonna go back in it with the gavel from God, and it's gonna come out, shout! was number 31 I hadn't I hadn't realized that pastor Johnson until today I've told that story multiplied times in various churches never realizing it was 31 the exit when we came here off the interstate 31 31 street right 31st street whatever you call it when God wants to get something across to you, he knows how to get something across to you. When Joshua went in to the promised land, guess how many kings they conquered? 31. Yeah, that's Joshua twelve twenty-four. 24. Sit down. Anybody hearing this? Should I stop? My God, we sold those miracle sheep to that shepherd. and we moved off the farm and i don't know maybe a month later we were out near their farm and alberta said hey hon let's go look at the sheep i said all right so we pull in there and the shepherd is out there in the drive going to his barn we pull in there and he sees us and says, hey mr derber how you doing i said good how's the sheep going oh uh, we got one little lamb that's not gonna make it through the day. I said, "What do you mean not gonna make it through the day?" It was a miracle sheep. And yeah, and and he said, "No, not this one. Uh, it's it's my wife's in there, sitting in the barn with a little lamb on her lap, sitting on the dirt floor." Uh, and I said, "Well, that that lamb's not gonna die." And he says this. He says, "Mr. Durber, I know you call them miracle sheep, but, but, but my wife don't need no hope in that. She's hoping this, this little lamb will not die. I said, the lamb ain't going to die. Don't go in there. I know this lamb's not going to live just a few more hours more. So I'm immersed in there. I sat down beside her on the dirt. That little lamb's sucking for air. She's crying. I said, how long has little lamb been like? And, you know, just started a conversation. I said, you know what? Jesus will heal that lamb. Now, remember, we had a lamb that was born, and the hips were deformed and had to crawl around on its front paws, if you will, right? And I walked by there, and I said, Lord, that ain't right. And he said, you lay your hands on that little lamb, and I'll heal it. This is before religion could get to me. I picked up that little lamb. There was no hips. And I laid it, and, and I, just, I just imitated the man that, that we got saved under on television. Uh, and I just imitated. I said, in the name of Jesus, I create a miracle in Jesus' name and laid it down, and it went crawling off. The next day I walked down there, went went by that stall and sleeping around. Two hips completely formed in it. Watch this now. And that shepherd saw that. He came over that day and walked by the stall. He said, what happened to that other sheep? I said, right there. He said, no, I'm talking about the one that didn't have no hips. I said, that's one. I said, look at the markings. Same stall. He said, well, what happened? I said, a miracle. <laughs> I said, Jesus here and, and when I said that, his face go like that. Right. Right. So I said, you remember what, when, when God healed that little lamb? He said, don't go in there. I know that I, uh, Yeah, but don't do it. I went in there, sat down, and I told her, I said, look, this little lamb is not going to die. These are miracle sheep. They're under covenant with me and my wife, and they'll not die. Give me that little lamb. She picked up that little lamb, is weak, wasn't eating, thin, skin and bones, laid that little lamb in my lap. I said, Jesus, you created this lamb to fulfill your word. And this is not how this ends up. And in the name of Jesus, that little lamb just started moving, started breathing. Next thing you know, it's standing up. Next thing you know, it's drinking. Next thing you know, it's hopping around just as if it was a bird. Hallelujah. If God will do that with a sheep, what will he do for his sheep? What will he do? He'll heal you. He'll deliver you. He'll give you a new beginning. Man, I feel a Holy Ghost in here. Don't have time to go there because I got to lay hands on you. But in 2 Chronicles 34, well, 2 Kings 22, verse 1, it talks about King Josiah. And he reigned 31 years. And if you check, it, check what he did, he reinstated the Passover, he followed in his father David's steps. And uh, I think it's verse. Put verse twenty-five up there, Second Kings twenty-two, verse twenty-five. And then I'm going to lay hands on you, Second Kings twenty-two, verse twenty-five. Verse twenty-five. We're we're close. verse 25 You don't have a Bible program back there? Second Kings, open your Bible. Second Kings 22 Maybe I wrote it down wrong. There is no 25 23, and verse 25, thank you. It says, and like unto him was there no king before him that turned to the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his might, according to the law of Moses, neither after him arose there any like him. 31 years. God knew that I would be here on 31 January. You would be here on 31 January. You better listen, Faith Victory Church. Don't you be snoring on me right here because this is a moment. We will never have this moment again. Never. There will be other moments that God will give us, but this is a prophetic moment. Now, remember what I said, surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he reveals his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. And what he's revealed is this is 2021. This is the judge, the gavel has come down. We're going to experience the afterward coming out with great substance. But this is a L moment. There's a difference between a chronos time and a kairos time. We are in a kairos moment. God has opened our eyes to 31 January, 2021. And I foresee the next nine months, the most glorious time for the Church of the Living God all the way up to where it swallows up the darkness on October 31st, that Sunday. You have the ability to partake with that through your seed and action. But my assignment is to lay hands on you. You ready for this? That you hear like you've never heard before. Now listen to this. Listen. When I had my little Bible study out there at the farm, this little country gal, uh, well, she wasn't a a youngster. She was one of my friends' mother. She worked in the school cafeteria. Gets saved the same time I do. And she finds out because she knew I was a renegade. And she finds out that uh, I'm having a Bible study out at the little farmhouse. So she comes out there and she don't know nothing about the word of God and she's watching all this the well get dug. She's watching the sheep. She's watching all this. And she says this to me one night. She said, Philip, I want to hear God like you hear God. I'm thinking to myself, Oh brother, I'm 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 young in the Lord. Now, I know she's not going to hear God exactly like I hear God, but she had never heard God speak other than through a preacher, and that's how she got saved. She said, pray for me. I said, all right. So I laid my hands on her ears like I'm going to lay my hands on your ears tonight. And I said, God, she wants to hear you like she's never heard you before. It's wonderful to hear you through the preacher it's wonderful to hear you out of your word but that voice that we know you make real to each and every one of us open her ears and that was it. well she leaves the Bible study and she she just lived about 10 minutes away phone ringing answer the phone she said fill up! I said what? And there was a there was a railroad bridge right down the road maybe 3 or 400 yards from our uh, from our farmhouse. She said, "I left your driveway and before I went under the railroad bridge. God spoke to me." Come on somebody. So tonight, I'm going to lay my hands on those of you that want to go to another level. Of hearing, but get your seed ready. Is this okay, Pastor Johnson? Get your seed ready. You might want to put on the memo: "My ears are hearing, or or whatever." But this is a God moment. God needs you to hear like you've never heard before. Some of you are in decisions in in business. You're in decisions in uh, ministry. You're in decisions in relationships. Uh, you're in a decision about should we move in this house or buy that car, or, 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 or and you need, you, we don't have time to be missing God anymore. We got to hear accurately. Come on now. Are you following this? Let me have a little keyboard music up here. Ask God. Just don't do something. Ask God. We'll never pass this way. Hey, Faith Victory Church, you better better, better be listening to your pastor. See, you can give online or you can have it ready when I get home, but don't miss this moment. Yeah, but you you can't lay your hands on our ears. Oh yes, I can. We're gonna do it in the spirit. But get your seed ready. Put that popcorn bowl, bowl down. It's to me. It's. It's one of the greatest joys I have is hearing God. Is to hear him. He always hears us. Pastor Jonathan, do we need direction here or something? Mm-hmm. They can go and
1: uh, if you click on guest speaker, then your name will show
0: up. Oh, okay. Make sure they click on your name. Are, are you hearing that, Faith Victory Church? Yeah. You go to Exceeding Grace Christian Center and on the giving page. The giving page and you click guest speaker and then there's a drop down. For click, click guest speaker and there'll, there'll be a drop down. If, just if you need an envelope, lift your hand up and will assist you there. Did y'all get anything out of that? Were well, you about to get an impartation? I said, you're about to get an impartation. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Chris. I love you, man. Don't you love this guy? Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you know how to take things that are stuck in our birth canal and cause the birth to happen. And I pray over the seed that these people are sowing in obedience to this prophetic word you told me, you told me, Lord, to lay hands on their ears, to hear in a greater dimension than ever before. And, Lord, I'm going to do just that. Bless both gift and giver. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, all those of you that are watching, we're going we're to we're take care of you first. I'm not there physically, obviously, but take your hands and put them over your ears. Right now, take your hands and put them over your ears. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray over all those that are obeying this Action, this prophetic action of faith, and I speak an increase of hearing, a knowing beyond anything they've ever heard before, that decisions will be made based on what you have said. We know that where the word of a king is, there's power, and I command those ears to hear in a dimension above and beyond anything they've ever heard. Not just a one-time thing, but a continuance from this day forward. I speak it so in obedience, Jesus, to what you said to do. Faith Victory Church, all of you that's watching online, here! Oh, my goodness. In Jesus' mighty name. So be it, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What do you you want them to do with the offering? Go ahead and bring that up here, and I'm going to lay hands on you to hear. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, remind me to tell you something when we're back there. It's a prophetic secret. Father, I lay hands on our son and daughter in the faith. Lord, they already here. Pinpoint accuracy. In Jesus' name, for such a time as this, you are raised up. For such a time as this, Oh, Micaiah, I I hear you, Lord. Listen to this. Billy ended up giving me that mean sheep. There's going to be shepherds that are going to give their sheep to us. Listen up, pastors. There's going to be shepherds because they can't cause what's inside their people to come forth. They're going to deliver them to us. Now I lay my hands on your ears to hear precious truths, a sweetness in Jesus' mighty name, visions clear cut in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, hear like never, ever before. Here, you're going to know what to do. Yes, you are. You're going to know. It's going to be so plain. Yeah, a lot of... uh, uh, Quit listening to other people's input. God's going to tell you. You're the boss in Jesus' name, here in the name of Jesus, hear in the name of Jesus, you're going to hear big time, in Jesus' name. You have a prophetic ear says the Lord, but you've been hesitant to speak prophetically. Open up your mouth wide and I will fill it, says God. He that heareth speaks constantly. There are people that need to hear what you're hearing. God don't open up your ear to hear to entertain you. He opens up your ear to hear for you to speak. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Here, Robert, in Jesus, name, in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Here, Pauline, in the name of Jesus. So clear. So clear. We're not going to live this Spirit-filled life not knowing what we're supposed to do, where we're supposed to go, how we're supposed to do things. If in all our ways we acknowledge Him, He will direct our paths. Open up in Jesus' name. Open up in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Open up in Jesus' mighty name. Open up in Jesus' mighty name. Open up in the name of Jesus. Oh, Pastor, prophesy over me. I've been prophesying over you all night long. Open up in Jesus' mighty name. In the name of Jesus here. In the name of Jesus, here. In the name of Jesus, here. And if you got some kind of problem with your ear, this would be a good time to just go and receive it. Hear in Jesus' name. Hear in Jesus' name. Hear in the name of Jesus Christ. Here in Jesus' mighty name. Here in the name of Jesus. Accuracy. Here in Jesus' mighty name. Keishabande, Here in the name of Jesus. Word of knowledge in the name of Jesus. Here in the name of Jesus. Hear in Jesus' mighty name. It's wonderful to be led by the Spirit of God. It's wonderful to be inspired and prompted by the Spirit of God. But it's wonderful to hear God. I'm talking about hearing God. Hallelujah. Hear in the name of Of Jesus here in the name of Jesus here in the name of Jesus here in Jesus mighty name here in Jesus mighty name here in Jesus mighty name hey I love it when the kids remember Samuel he heard what is this Here in Jesus' name. Here in Jesus' name. How's your breathing, buddy? Can you tell any difference? All right, wonderful. Here in the name of Jesus. Here in Jesus' name. Here in Jesus' name. Here in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. I haven't left you. Here in Jesus' name. Here in Jesus' name. This is like the... Fish and loaves, multiplication in here. and Where all these people come from? <laughs> here in Jesus' name. Here in the name of Jesus. Here in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Here in Jesus' mighty name. Here in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Here in Jesus' mighty name. Here in the name of Jesus. Now, I hope you understand. The hands that are being laid on you. Robert Tilton laid hands on me. R.W. Shamrock laid hands on me. Norval Hayes laid hands on me. Kenneth Hagin laid hands on me. I could go on and on and on and on. So, you know, this is, this is not a gimmick. There's something that's being Transferred. Are you following what I'm saying? Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Jerry Savell. Jesse the I'm talking about laying hands on us. John Avanzini. I ain't talking about being in their meeting. I'm talking about laying hands on us. Mashaban Bakata. Open up ears. Because we're all spiritual mutts. All your anointings come from the body of Christ. And God puts you and connects you in anointings that add and complement what he's gifted you and called you to do. I am what I am, not because God called me. It's because he called me and then he got me in these places where I could be imparted to to arrive at where I'm at. And tomorrow I'm gonna to go meet with Dad Tilton and I'll get me some more. Amen. Here in Jesus' name. Here in Jesus' name. Here in Jesus' name. Hey. Here in Jesus' name. Here in Jesus' name. Here in the name of Jesus. How's everything? feeling good here in Jesus name hey here in Jesus name what's your name Jessica God's got something special for your life yeah you love Jesus what do you like to do you don't know do you like to draw you don't like to draw because I see you drawing You might want to pick up paint. Oh, well, maybe after tonight you will be. In Jesus' name. Here name Here Here in the name of Jesus. 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 That cheeseburger done wore off. Here in the name of Jesus. Here in Jesus' name, here in the name of Jesus, here in Jesus' name, here in the name of Jesus, here in Jesus' name, here in the name of Jesus, here in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God, here in Jesus' name. Here in the name of Jesus, here in Jesus' name. Now, this is not how you receive from heaven now. Here in Jesus' name, here in Jesus' name, here in the name of Jesus, here in the name of Jesus, here in Jesus' mighty name. Here in Jesus' name, here in the name of Jesus, glory, glory, glory. Where are we? Here in Jesus' name. Man, you got the hair thing going on. (laughs) How long does it take you to do it? I like that. Man, if I could do that, I'd do it. Here in Jesus name. Here in Jesus name. Here in the name of Jesus. Here in the name of Jesus. Here in the name of Jesus. You know, when you start hearing things start popping up witty ideas. Right. It wouldn't surprise me if there's 31 businesses in this church hey. that are going to rise up. Hey. Hallelujah. Here in the name of Jesus. Here in the name of Jesus. Here in Jesus' name. Here in Jesus' name. Here in Jesus' name. Here in Jesus' name. What you got over here? For the camera. It better be for the camera. You better be. <laughs> Listen to Jay Air while I'm preaching, eh? <laughs> Here in Jesus' name, here in Jesus' name, here in Jesus' name. Look at these young men in here. Glory be to God. Here in Jesus' name, here in Jesus' mighty name, here in the name of Jesus, here in Jesus' name. That's right. Here in Jesus' name. Conde mastando. Even though you've had those that come against you and opposed you and have said all kinds of evil against you and accused you of things that you did not do, God is raising you up and putting in a fresh, you better get somebody behind him, a fresh power anointing. On your life, that's going to make all the gainsayers, it's going to embarrass all the adversaries. What God does through your ministry. Here Here in Jesus' name, here in Jesus' name, here in Jesus' name, here in Jesus' name. We got something good to eat back there? Yes, I heard that here in Jesus' name. Here in Jesus' name. Look at that, man. Here in Jesus' name. Y'all got all kinds of configurations going on here. Here in Jesus' name. Us white folk, we limited, you know what I'm saying? Here in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, here. There's only so much we can do. (laughs) Here in the name of Jesus. New songs. Hear them. Here in Jesus' mighty name. Clear cut direction. Here in the name of Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Here in Jesus' mighty name. Give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. <laughs> Glory be to God. We've got a whole pocket full of money. Come down through here. <laughs> yeah, here in Jesus' mighty name. Hear in the name of Jesus. Sounds from heaven. Hear them. In Jesus mighty name. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 31 flavors over at Baskins. Glory be to God. Can I get you to celebrate? the next 31 days. Hey, can I get the people of God to celebrate the next 31 days as a prophetic action? Just take some time each day for the next 31 days. When does 31 end? March 3rd. 3rd. March 3rd. We celebrate. What do we celebrate? The victory. What else is there to celebrate? I read the back of a book, and we win. Shout Shout! Shout! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Woo! <laughs> hey! I'm hungry, man. I'm hungry, King. Praise
1: God, praise God, praise God. No. Glory to God. I love you. No. Have y'all been blessed tonight? Hey. Apostle, Apostle, Pastor Burden told me when he came, came up after you laid hands on him that he got saved in this building 31 years ago. 31 years ago got saved right here. And then Kirkland comes. Tells me that just as you were doing before he came up, there were exactly 31 viewers on YouTube at the time. At that moment, there were 31 viewers exactly. Very precise. Very very confirming. There have been others, but at that moment, there were 31. So we're going to celebrate all the way through March 3rd. because springtime, something's going to happen. Springtime, something big is going to break out in this place. Amen. Listen, we're getting ready to go. Thank you all so much for coming over tonight, everybody being a part of the celebration tonight. They're heading next door. Pastors, if you all have time to stay, we have some little supper for you guys. And ladies, uh, if you have the, the time, we'd, we'd, uh, we'd appreciate having you. If you don't, I understand. But we certainly do appreciate it. Everyone else, thank you for being here tonight and uh, being a part of this service. You know,